0: Hi, this is Mimi with Fruition, and the podcast you are listening to is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Sign up for the newsletter at osirispod.com to stay in the loop.
1: Welcome in to episode uh, 102 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch, alongside Jeff Kola. And um, thanks for joining us as we take our like almost daily journey to the live catalog <laughs> of widespread panic now as we do some uh, March Madness action. Um, and when, and since we're all at home, without a whole lot of other things to do. Um, I have loved the amount of like uh, live uh Living room concerts and like things that people are doing, sharing like the things that they're doing. It seems like a lot of really good stuff happening online right now. It, yeah,
0: I guess so. I, I don't know. I get, I feel, no. um, I feel compelled that I'm supposed to, you know, watch these Instagram uh, couch tour, you know, living room concerts. I just want to watch episodes of Bar Rescue, Harvey. I'm oh my sorry. God.
1: <laughs> Um, um, there may be no help, but I mean, you know, they got, yeah. you know, Panic's doing a live stream every Sunday night. You got a yeah. dead, dead and co every Saturday night. There's a fish is doing Tuesday nights. Um, it's cool. I'm freeze is doing Monday nights, I think. So you're getting, you know, getting live stuff that we can all share. You know, it's one thing to have to be able to watch a bar rescue episode from like eight years ago, but like. You know, otherwise we can all experience this stuff in real time together.
0: <laughs> Presley enjoys Bar Rescue. He thinks that John Taffer is Gordon Ramsay's uh, cousin or something <laughs> like that. Because <laughs> uh, they both yell at people. <laughs> anyway, um, but yes, there is a lot of uh, live music and, and other things that have been put up on the socials. I got to make a, uh, can I make a pitch for something, Harvey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you go to stacksarchives.com that's s-t-a-x archives a-r-a-r-c-h-i-v-e-e-s dot com um, you can go and take a look at a lot of the visual imagery visuals that we have in our collection everything from old concert posters to album cover and and promo album covers and stacks company newsletters and children's books featuring stacks artists and a number of things so we've had it up for a while but we're just giving it a new push and i know people are kind of you know sitting around looking for stuff to look at and it's actually um, it's a rabbit hole but it's a self-contained rabbit hole meaning it's not endless um, and you can it, it's finite you can get through it but it's a really good site you can zoom in you can uh, turn pages on it and so you can read all the newsletters read the children's books and also see a lot of the cool posters and stuff so that's stacksarchives.com definitely worth you know a good half hour of your time if you, if you can find it and I'm sure everybody's busy social schedules at the moment
1: yeah um, nice um well, the I'll give my pitch will be for uh for Guitar Guitar Teacher who did another panic release. Did you see that? I watched
0: I watched it uh last night while making dinner.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And um he he emailed me like earlier that day and was like, "Hey, so which one of these two should I watch?" And it was the the Jack from 2000 that was like the solo on on Mikey's hands and then the pigeons from red rocks in 2000. And, um, and I sort of like, was like, well, you know, it depends. Do you really want to get into the guitar playing? Then do the Jack. And if you just want to see the band sort of firing on all cylinders, do pigeons. And then like four hours later, he emailed me. He was like, yeah. So I ended up doing a red hot mama with, <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I was like, Oh man, whatever, dude, it's your thing, dude. You know, uh, he's like, I'll, I'll get to one of those other ones soon. I was like, that's, you know So um. But I was—I I thought it was cool because it really, uh, obviously it was something that, um, you know, he's into Funkadelic and, and also mm-hmm. into Umprey, So it was a good, uh, um, and he hadn't done any Jimmy Panic, so it was probably time to do that. And uh, mm-hmm. so it was a good, as good a, a version of anything as anything else he could have done. But uh, check that out if you haven't already. So it's on YouTube and uh, Guitar Gate. I think this is his account. So follow it yep. and you can keep up with all the um, the things are, uh, that he's got going on. I think he just had a baby too. Like right after he recorded that, he was going to have a baby the next day. What? Um, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's crazy man. He has four boys now. Oh my god! I think Jesus. they're like nine, six, three, and a newborn. It's like holy wow. crap, man! But um, more power to them.
0: More power so, to them.
1: Yep. Um, okay, so last episode we covered the sort of top left of the bracket.
0: The T-Lavitz um, bracket. The Tlavits bracket. <laughs>
1: Sorry, the one sixteen and the eight nine matchups. And so, um, so this episode we're gonna do the five twelve and the four um, thirteen. And do we have? Is there a name for this region?
0: Well, how obscure do you want me to go
1: on it? Well, I mean, I'd expect nothing less coming from you.
0: <laughs> well, I do. I for some reason I've, I feel compelled to call it the Patrice Pike um,
1: bracket. Oh wow, yeah. Well, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty obscure. Why? Why, why this one? Why
0: was... <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, I think we've talked about this. So she was on a uh, she was on one of those making the band reality shows on CBS one time. Yeah, that
1: was great. After, I watched that
0: after, after she was in after Sister Seven, and I, I freaked out. Rockstar like, oh
1: Supernova, God. I think, is what it was called.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, oh, that was great.
1: Uh, uh, B- actually, BTW, uh, Patrice Pike and the guitarist from Little Sister have recorded a couple Little of albums. Little Sister. Um,
0: Little Sister, Sister
1: 7. I well, think. they became, I think they became Sister 7. Is that, oh, I think, okay. I think so. I think that's what it was. I think there was like another band maybe that was called Little Sister, and so they okay. had to change their name. <laughs> um, and so, but anyway, the, the her and the lead guitarist uh, have recorded a couple records in the last few years that I saw on Apple Music that were like, they're actually really pretty good. Um, you know, obviously both are older than they were and little sister era. Um, And so their music is, you know, a little more mature, but it's, it's good.
0: How did you find the time to listen to Patrice Pike semi solo records?
1: I don't even know how I stumbled on them. I don't know if I was like looking at little sister stuff and, or I think it might've even just been like, sometimes you look at artists and then on Apple music, they have like related artists. Mm -hmm. And like, I think maybe she showed up there. And it was like, um, so it's uh, Pike and Sutton, I think, is what they're called. Hmm. And, yeah, yeah, Wayne Sutton, Wayne yeah. Sutton. Yeah, that's who. It was. S-
0: Seven fifteen ninety eight. He sits in on Maggot Brain. Right. Maggot
1: brain. there you go. <laughs> right. See. Um, so yeah, they've got um, looking it up now. So yeah, there's a compilation called The Evolution of Pike and Sutton Live. <laughs> so some sister seven tracks and i bet they're doing living room concerts right now there's no doubt they are yeah so uh anyway all right so is the patrice pike uh region no we're, we're going gonna
0: with? go with we're gonna try to keep it rolling I thought it was jacko pierce former, <laughs> former members of the band okay and we'll go this this will be the todd nance bracket
1: okay all right got it um so the five <laughs> the first matchup the first matchup is the five-seed, uh, 12-1-2000, which is the very first archival release. Um, and uh, the, it's taken on the 12-seed, 10-20-98 from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Now, um, I know you're going to make the case that the five-seed that the Carbondale is is uh, under underseeded here. That they should yep. be a higher seed, and yep. I would maybe say you might even think that the Colorado Springs is a little high as a twelve seed. It is, and I would say those kind of matchups happen all the time in the tournament, and often the twelve seed ends up beating the five seed in this situation. So I just think I you think need he to be said careful. This is-
0: I think you set this up on purpose because you know how much twelve one two thousand Carbondale means to me and I think you just set it up for a potential loss Mm. so that you would just crush my spirit.
1: Okay. I didn't do that on I mean honestly didn't I wasn't even looking at matchups I sure <laughs> and I sure. I would if I had to wager I would say there
0: you go I, you're like you're like a member of the committee you do, you're just in the room the resume it's just resumes like I don't see the team names I don't see anything I just see resumes on the table that's all I think all. Just, um,
1: just I'm going to predict the Carbondale's going to win the the fan voting so I don't think they're, they're, an upset is likely here but I upon Listening to this Colorado Spring Show, which I did tonight, um, is I was I was further reinforced my my previous opinion that this show, that show is a complete heater. So um, we can why don't we run through your Sweet Carbondale 12 twelve one two thousand show.
0: Well, start off with ten twenty ninety eight. I think because you you've got some things to say. I mean, the band did select it.
1: Yep. Uh, after uh,
0: all, so that that deserves credence enough. But we'll give the twelve seed the floor first.
1: Okay. Um, All right. So I'll just run through the set list. um, And I, and I encourage you to listen to the show. I also encourage you to um, like look at the set list on paper because it is, um, I feel like it is um, really well crafted and uh, it's amongst really like a lot of my, um, a lot of the songs that I like to see, or in this show. So, uh, start things off with going out West as an opener, um, which is fun. It was the only show they played in Colorado in this tour. So I think that they were putting a lot of, uh, a lot of biscuits in the basket tonight and they, they opened up with going out West and then radio child, uh, and then ride me high, which is the sort of first, uh, first part of the show where they start to, um, stretch their legs a little bit. And, um, so, that's a really nice version of ride me high and, um, with a nice, um, nice extended jam. I think it was ended up, it was about 10 minutes long and then a re- really slick, uh, transition into disco. So, you know, I'm a sucker for discos. I'm also a sucker for mid set. Dis- as much as I love a, a disco opener, I feel like a mid set disco is even can sometimes, you know, sort of take things up a notch. Um, and then after that, you get Airplane uh, with a nice nice takeoff jam out of that and then into Brown, um, And then, uh, you know, I think a lot of times you can tell the quality of a show by how it closes its first set, and I think that's been, you know, we talked about that a lot in the last episode, and I think this is another uh, super example of how to uh, end a first set, and that is uh, holding over Oversoul into Sleepy Monkey into Postcard so i I challenge you to to find a weak weakness there
0: i won't I won't continue okay. with your set with your ten twenty ninety eight breakdown
1: okay um and then on the second set, if you look in um the everyday companion, uh you will see that the band does not stop during the second set um and even the the commas in the first set, I feel like were really pretty short. they didn't have. Uh, any sort of extended, uh, you know, tuning tuning time. But second set is climb to safety into Tallboy, uh, and that Tallboy is uh, stretched out it's seven minutes, uh, and then into walk on, and it says into nobody's loss. It it they pretty much do and walk on, and then just start nobody's loss, um, and same as nobody's loss kind of comes to a close. They pick up Blight, which is. Um, really really nice spot for blight i think mid second set and that leads into um a pretty massive close of the second closing run of the second set which is uh chilly water into impossible um which is 13 minutes and 45 seconds uh and then drums and then out of drums with the big woolly mammoth and then back into chilly water and then um the encore of end of the show ain't life grand
0: it's a good show, but you want my hot, you want, you want my hot take? Ready? By you ready
1: all, for this? Ready means. for this hot take? Yes.
0: I like the show preceding it and the show following it better than I like this show.
1: Hmm. hmm. Interesting. So the, the, yeah, the show before Missoula is is pretty good. And, it's interesting. Yep. Yeah, and the show after is Kansas City. Kansas City, Kansas City with the uh, knocking around the zoo.
0: And it's got a uh, no sugar, and it's got a sandba- sandbox, and it's got a don't be denied, help me somebody encore. Yeah, um, some I other
1: feel other like uh, I feel like in some some cases I'd like to look and see because I don't know that we've played a whole lot from this fall '98 tour, and I feel like we in see. some ways it gets a, kind of a short shrift, right? I mean, because we. We love ninety six and then ninety five and ninety seven are both so good um and then it's almost like ninety eight is kind of a transitional year, you know what I mean like they're growing out of playing smaller places they're starting to play bigger places and um but they're not quite like fully formed. you know what I mean like I feel like ninety nine two thousand they really are starting to to get dialed in, they're sounding better. You know, they're playing bigger venues, and so it's like '98 is sort of like the awkward adolescent years.
0: Well, we played. Um, we did a whole episode on the first part of the tour, um, with those Midwest shows from '98. I think we did two episodes actually. Um, we've done Halloween stuff. Um, yeah,
1: and you got the Europe and then, tour, obviously.
0: The and then, well, yeah, but then you have the post-Halloween stuff. The the ultimate. Um, Afterglow show eleven two ninety eight and then eleven two eleven three eleven five eleven six yeah. eleven seven which are six or five just tremendous shows
1: yeah and the end it, in the late November of
0: ninety eight is November really yeah so, uh, Louisville yeah, Chattanooga and uh, yeah. the Chicago shows I, okay. I need to revisit the Chicago shows because mm-hmm. um, uh, but no this is this is a good show and is it worthy of release absolutely because I think most I wouldn't say every show, but a lot of shows in Panic's catalog are worthy of release. But to say that this show is a twelve seed is ludicrous. Mm. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith would not handle this well. Okay. Uh, so the five seed again, it is they are uh, under seeded, and that is uh 12 1 2000 Southern Illinois University at Carbondale Illinois who's the most famous alum from
1: Southern Illinois University Harvey um i remember a basketball player um the like cornrows maybe uh, or, you're,
0: you're you're too recent you got to go way okay. back Yeah, i don't know That would be the great Walt Frazier It's played at oh, southern wow. illinois state okay. yeah um <clears throat> so this is the first show that panic released officially as part of their uh, vault series Um, I was at that show I've talked about it at length it's at the end of a a really incredible four-show run at the end of the last great panic tour fall 2000 Um, started in Bloomington 1128 Champaign 1129 which super secret is probably my favorite show Um, 1130 at Murray State which is a great sleeper show. Again, don't judge it by how it looks on paper. And then 12 2000 in Carbondale. So first set, um, we knew it was gonna be a special night when JB uh, strolls to the microphone and says, evening, Carbondale. And I'm so glad that they included that on the release because that would just set the tone for the whole night. Uh, Tallboy, Rock, Jack, Stop Breaking Down, um, party at your mama's house impossible and then uh, Genesis and Give to close out the first set is it you know leave you standing on your head first set absolutely not but is it a solid first set yes Um, interesting songs Uh, the Genesis is really great Uh, you know fast songs, slow songs, kind of herky-jerky pace a little bit, but overall a good first set and really sort of presages what comes in the second set, which admittedly I will, I will say that I was standing there on the floor of the gym, and when One-Arm Steve started, I was like, are you serious? Hmm. This is the F- effing like, tour closer, and you're going to open the second set with One-Arm Steve, which they do, and they get through it, then they go walk on, and then again your brain that was a check on my list of chase songs, So I was pretty excited and it was like, okay, this is, it's all going to be okay. We're getting, we're getting this thing turned around and then, in kind of an oddly placed thought sausage after walk on, um, especially what comes after. And then this is the, the, the heat, the heat in this show. And really one of the all time, great panic sequences, in my opinion Airplane, Low Spark, Drums, Maggot, Chili, Papas, and then A-Life Grand. Um, just a great, a really a greatest hits of this band. Some of the best covers that they do with Low Spark and Maggot Brain. Um, Maggot Brain was sort of my ultimate chase song, and to get it in this show, the last show of the tour, First year of grad school is winding up. I drove over five hours to this show by myself. Drove in the snow on the way home. I've told the story before, but it was a pretty remarkable feeling to be standing there on the uh, on the floor at the uh, arena at SIU and hear that song, and then just how they close it out with the chili and the papas. Following that, and then a great encore. Let's get the show on the road. Climb to safety. Great way to end that tour, and just. A really good show from front to back um, and again the band felt it was pretty special to make it their first release and again this is another show that became widely circulated and really great audience tapes from that night Chris Olsen running uh, Neumann KM 140s. there were some steps on the floor that night um, among other things some BKs, ks but some just great tapes from that show that whole run is just documented so well and but the band felt uh that it was this was a show worthy of release and i'm so glad they put it out because it's great to have it in all of its multi-track glory
1: yeah it's good it, it is good um i would say if i if i was gonna you know make a um take any qualms with this show uh especially set list wise it would be the openers and closers um <laughs> of the sets and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, the, uh, the encore of the show itself. You're so, going to quibble with let's get down to business. Um, I mean, no, I'm not going to quibble. What? I just, you're, you're, you're talking, now you're, putting you're, just it in finding, a,
0: you're finding excuses to not like this show at this point.
1: I don't know. I think that's unfair. I mean, I just, you know, um, you're just looking for the
0: five, 12 upset. That's all I can tell.
1: I am kind of rooting for it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see I, I mean let's get down to business and actually i need to I, i've long meant to um this guy i knew back in college was like his pastime was surreptitiously videotaping uh, live music in like 99 2000 Ooh. and um so he, he was a boot he was a bootlegger he was he was like straight out of dukes dukes of hazard Hazz- bootlegger and um he he got almost all of this show from oh, different nice. locations uh, around the venue, but oh cool! Um, the, he's got the first three songs. He is literally bellied up against the stage in front of JB. Oh uh, cool! And it's I mean it's really actually really pretty solid stuff. Um, and I've got it on BHS somewhere, and I need to just digitize it and and put it up put it together with a multi-track because that would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think later in the first set, he kind of goes in the back of the stands and then, or in the floor. And then in the second set, I think he's over kind of off the side in the, upper. yeah,
0: they had the, they had the bleachers, but I mean, basically they had pulled bleachers out so that were sort of on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then, there was the bat where the basketball court was, which is where we were standing, and then the stage at the at the one end, and then they up into the bowl too. So they had so, a good crowd. I yeah. don't know if it was sold out. It was on a Friday night, um, but it was pretty strong. Obviously, they had played in Carbondale before. They played there in '97, and then they play have played there since too. So
1: yeah, so uh, it's, it's a good show, Jeff. Oh, God. Um, so should we move to the four thirteen? sure okay are you ready to? can you move can you let it go move on I'm fine see the
0: thing is is I can't even say anything about the four seed which is your show because I agree that show is amazing so I just was looking for a little support but that's okay
1: I'm sorry Jeff did you have Carbondale as like the two was that your uh, let's see if I can find your uh, that is the two or the three I think Um, let's see you got it right here, yep. You had it's a two seed, and you had ten twenty ninety eight. as the fifteen, so you had the yeah. same matchup. Except you I had did. a two fifteen instead of five. I did,
0: because I figured if it's going to be an upset, it might as well be a you know and and an historic upset. Yep.
1: But um, but generally, and then see, but then you had this Louisville show as a seven, which I would say is a like highway robbery. <laughs> but actually, from other than that, we were actually really close on a lot of them. So um, yeah, we were. Not completely. But anyway, so the 413, you've got Louisville, 5797, uh, the first uh, performance at the Palace. And then uh, the 13 seed, 4889 from the Armory in Valdosta, Georgia, the second archive release. So um, this Louisville show, even though it was a porch songs release, uh, was uh, qualified by virtue of an at-large bid. It was not an automatic qualifier because it was not an archive release. So, um So, yeah. So, um where should we start? Should I just what do you, what do you think? You should just talk about your show. Okay. Um well, I mean, I've talked about. It. We've played a lot of stuff from the show. I've talked about it a lot. Um it is the uh the first show of sort of the final four-night uh, run of Spring 97. They did uh oak mountain on five three and then their first performance at jazz fest on five four and then took two nights off and came up to louisville and that started the uh five seven at louisville and then five eight and five nine in chicago and five ten ninety seven in st paul which i always thought was interesting too because these came on the 20th anniversary of the uh sort of historic dead run five seven mm-hmm. through five nine of 77 and I and I you know often wondered whether that wasn't um, lost on Dave Schools, the resident <laughs> Grateful Dead fan uh, of the band. So, um, for uh, first time at the Palace, uh, first set, like I mentioned, it's just uh, pretty ridiculous. You got a Galleon, Fishwater opener, uh, Wondering, and then again Barstools showing up early in a first set is a pretty. Uh, I think probably the most consistent indicator we've had, you know, as we've talked about these shows of a, of a special show, uh, you get a big thank, uh, thank you, jam in the middle and then BFD of D blackout. Um, and I mean, at that point you'd almost, I mean, what probably not quite time to end the show and the set, but you know, that's almost a set ender, but nope, you get a Hatfield show on the road and radio child to, to wrap up the first set.
0: I think song place, I mean, this is a song selection. This, this, this show has it all, um, song selection, song placement and song performance, um, could argue that some of these versions of the songs that they played this night are all timers. Mm -hmm. Um, the galleon fishwater opener to this day, I just find fantastic. Um, I mean, if it weren't for the Galleon of 1029-2000, this would be the Galleon of record, I feel like, for this band. Um, The Let's Get the Show on the Road, um, the next last song of the set, I probably put on 10 mixtapes over the course of my lifetime because...
1: (sighs) That's high praise.
0: I mean, it just is, it's just so good. It's so good. And these tapes are this, of all the soundboards, this is probably the best. I feel like this was the best sounding one mm-hmm. of those that came out. And there was an um, early
1: Matrix, too, I think. I yeah. I who did it, but some, not me, I don't know. else did it. Oh,
0: no, there was another Matrix that, yeah. that was that you? Oh, okay. Yeah. But no. yours is yours is better, though, right?
1: Um, well, I think I actually mixed the Matrix with the soundboard <laughs> and the audience, um, and I also did a DTS mix. So if you had like surround sound and I had the soundboard up front and the audience in the back, that was pretty sick. But,
0: yeah. Uh, um, but had field in the, in the second, third to last hole is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the first set. In the, yeah. in the first set. Um, but yeah, I mean, you were there, right? Yeah.
1: No, that was essentially my wife and I's so. first date. So, um, so that was one. I mean, she liked Panic. She wasn't a huge fan like I was, and so that was the only struggle was trying to com- communicate to her how how important of a show it was. <laughs> it was like you don't understand. You just don't understand. <laughs> it was a galleon <laughs> opener. My God, uh, uh. they played Show on the Road in the first set. Are you kidding me? But yeah, <laughs> um, but she had fun, and uh, and so then, um and that was one of those where like, I remember meeting up with some friends at set break and being like, what are they going to do in the second set? Like that? I mean, how do you even answer that? Um, and I guess we, we learned pretty early on to come like, out with the blow legged woman. Um, which, you know, at the time was, it was a pretty significant bust out. Right. I mean, it was, and it was a once yeah. a, once a tour, you know, type, uh, perf- uh, appearance. Uh, and then ain't life grand walk on. um, so you know great one two three and then can't get high rears its head again (laughs) um and then uh the sort of um meat of the second set airplane the very first party at your mama's house into gilded splinters into drums into papa's home into love tractor and um that's man that stuff's about as good as it gets
0: i uh so i said i put galleon and Fishwater, galleon into Fishwater and mixtapes or let's get the show on the road on mixtapes Put galleon into Fishwater and mixtape definitely put the bowlegged on a mixtape or two yeah. and the airplane party at your mama's house yeah that, that thing
1: that whole well, thing uh, was that splitters. and that was when i definitely remember at the show being like what the fuck is happening because so it's you know debut of a instrumental you know what I mean and it's coming out of this big airplane jam and you're like what are they even doing and like JB and and Mikey are both playing slide on the part yeah. of your mom's house and it's like you know kind of looking at it sideways and they drop into gilded splinters and you're just like was that whole thing like did I imagine that whole thing like what's, <laughs> you know and uh so then it was kind of cool to then realize that that was a instrumental and it was the debut. So, um, yeah, that whole segment's just fantastic. And then you get the unsplit papas and love tractor to, to close things out. And then, um, uh, you know, the encore, I think leaves a little bit to, to be desired. Help me. Somebody. It's make the weakest maybe. part of the show. Yeah, for sure. But again, um, it's one of those where it's like, you know, they could have walked out, walked off and just kind of waved at, out of sudden it would have been fine. Sure. Um, one thing I
0: would well, two things. Uh, one is about end of shows, but also the bow-legged like has a pretty substantial Highway to Heaven rap in it. It might be one of the lengthier ones. Yeah, yeah. I, um, which is surpri- um, Surprise Attack. It is is the uh, Al Green song. Surprise Attack, Highway to Heaven is the Al Green song. Um, which JB does an awesome job with in this one. But I would like to know, and I doubt this exists, but how many times did Panic play What a Wonderful World after sh- after a show? Mm. And so, because I always felt that What a Wonderful World was like, when it was played after a show, that was like the sound man's stamp of approval. Like, yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, I know I have in, in my notebooks somewhere where I probably made note of it, but I'm just curious to know how many times they played it. Because... It's so like every show that we've talked about is probably a What a Wonderful
1: World show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good.
0: So, anyway. Um, but, yes. Any other stories from the front for this show? Or? Uh, I
1: don't think so. Just, yeah, just good times and, you know, great show. And that's one I just, yeah, I can never get enough of the show.
0: So, the 13 seed in this, uh, in the... Uh, Todd Nance bracket is the 4889, the second release from the band. Interesting selection to go all the way back to 1989 um, for their second official release from the Vault series. But this is a, a show that is worthy of it for sure. Definitely what like I think you had said, this is a show that I think people tape traded, had been around in taping circles for a long time and pretty good quality. Um, and everything that you hear... On five seven ninety seven twelve one two thousand, the the shows we played last week—it's all evident in four eight Like it's all there. You can mm-hmm. see where it, you can see where it comes from, and um, obviously, it's just JB's voice isn't as isn't as gravelly, but Mikey's getting the tone figured yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and you're starting to hear it a little bit more and all, all, all the elements are there. And,
1: uh, yeah, I I feel like, I feel like this is a rough draw for this show, right? I mean, I think it, um, it would otherwise be a, maybe a, a good upset, um, possibility, but it's rough going against Louisville 97, but man, this show is so good. I know some of the history, um, that this was recorded by the Odie brothers. Like, I don't know if it was specifically for, I guess, I mean, that, record companies back then didn't pay uh remote recording studios you know for no reason um so i guess the intention was for this to be a live release i guess right or maybe they just i don't know um maybe the modis just decided they wanted to do this one um but so i think it was probably the only multi-track recording that they had um you know prior to what 95 I would yeah. say, right? Maybe they did some 94, but I would say most likely um, that multi-tracks started in 95. So I think that's what they were just looking to maybe get a, a little more of a diversity, you know, for this archive series uh, to show where the band came from. And, um, and it is a really interesting um, time for the band. I know, Sam Holt's a huge, like, isn't he a big, like, 1990 fan? Like,
0: Yes, um,
1: 90s. And so, you know, this is not quite there, but you're still, it's, uh, it's pre-T. Leibitz, you know, and, I mean, I, I'll, I think T. Leibitz is a great player, and I think he did cool things with Panic, but um, I don't know that that, that era is um, part of their, um, you know what I mean? I don't think it was, like, informative of their development. You know it was just sort of this thing they did so um so this is before that but it's you know they're pretty they're starting like you said mikey's starting to dial the the tone in they're getting a larger catalog of songs you know but the you know they're moving away from the covers i mean you've only got um the covers this show are, are traveling light heaven uh cream puff war is that and can't find my way home? Those are all songs that are still played today, right? So they're yeah. not any of those. Um, I mean, as as uh, recently as like because this is April of '89, you know, October of '88, you know, they're still doing lots of lots of covers, right? Um, yeah. So it is it's sort of an interesting uh, period. But um, the uh, just to run through the set list for you guys: first set port song opener space wrangler traveling light heaven machine conrad holden and a stop go and a cream puff war and then pigeons sea brown and a coconut uh, to close out the first set
0: i mean this whole set list is pretty much sort of like one of those fantasy set lists that you would scribble down at some point okay. um well, i want to hear and this, and this, and this, totally, and, and this and it's totally and yeah, it's reasonable i mean these are yes, all songs that given, they still
1: play right i mean yeah so.
0: exactly um I just think it's crazy for them to play this show and play it so well, and it's a band that is you know within a week probably on the front end and in a week for sure in a week a week or two on the back end are playing fraternity houses still like right. all over the south sure. like this is not a frat frat band um, at least you wouldn't think it's a frat band but it's a southern frat band <laughs> yeah. and it, I think that's one of the reasons why this band is so in, is still had such a great following amongst among southerners but also um even when we were going to shows it's just like they've just always it it's not just a hippie band right
1: so, <laughs> so i mean uh, in in the month of Mar- of april 1989 they played the sae house in tuscaloosa um they played the dobbs university center in emory in atlanta and then they played uh the Phi Delta Theta house at the University of the South in Sewanee. So,
0: and uh, the show in Oxford is a SAE Red and Blue Weekend <laughs> at some dude's farm. At some dude's farm. Uh, they played at Lou's other place in Memphis, Tennessee, before that. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and then a little less than a month later is the famous show. One of the famous shows in the Cave in Dahlonega, Georgia, too. Yeah. So, but yeah, a lot of uh, interesting a lot moment. Of prat- and-
1: a little interesting moment in the history of the band too you know um yeah. at july i think that is that uh a seven one eighty nine no I'm thinking of I guess i'm thinking of twelve twelve one eighty nine at center stage um Colonel Bruce opened up for them I think that might have been the first time that Bruce opened for the band mm-hmm. um so it just feels like there's a lot of uh, momentous occasions in nineteen eighty nine So this being uh, at the top. Uh, And then obviously the start of the second set. um, I remember seeing that like on a tape back in the day, like when I was first, like literally first collecting panic tapes and seeing this guy's like, you know, he's got a big, uh, what were those Uh, like Napa? um, What Napa Valley was it? Like those big wooden case racks yeah oh sure yeah uh-huh. uh you hold know, like 100 tapes i think and uh yeah like digging through those and seeing the show and looking at like the set list and being like jam la a of d b of d and being like what is that about like and not even really knowing any of those songs except for i guess la but um Anyway, so that's quite the start of the, the second set. Um, I,
0: think I, I think I have two tapes, two shows pre-1992, and this is one of them. And it was solely based on, like, I got it probably because of the, the, the start of the second set. Right. Like how it looked on paper.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, A of D, B of D, Impossible, Have they done the A of D, B of D combo? Um, Yeah, they did it with Jimmy. But they didn't do it again in in Mikey era, right? No. No, they didn't. And then after that, I'm Not Alone, Bar Stools, uh, Driving, Disco Driving, uh, Breathing Slow, which is, you know, that's about as quintessential as you get. Uh, And then Last Straw, Jack, Chili Water uh, Mm -hmm. to close out the second set and a another one song Can't Find My Way Home Encore just like uh, Von Braun. <laughs> Um and you've got a couple songs here, B of D just the third performance ever and uh, I'm Not Alone just the fourth and A of D just the fifth so I was wondering if they were thinking like that those two songs were going to be partners I mean, or they just came along around the same time I don't know I don't know either
0: Uh, I uh the driving disco driving breathing slow is like you said quintessential Um, and again I think that's where you can just that's one of those one of those portions of the show but one of the yeah one of those segments but just Mikey's playing is so spot on you're like okay I can see where all this comes from I can see where all this starts Um, we're starting to figure it out you know pretty early on which is again for a band that that struggled and, you know, hustled as much as they did for, I mean, again, this is an 89 and we're lo- saying this is one of their best shows ever. And they, they had just, they struggled for another three years before they two years for sure. But if you could de- argue three or a little bit longer that they finally got their big break um, with horror tour or headlining tours or getting good opening slots or whatever it might be. So mm-hmm. it took them a while. Um, but clearly the band revered this show as one of their, best in one of their foundational uh concerts Yep, uh,
1: and i don't know that i would have been would you have included this if the, if the 16 were all at large no yeah probably not but I, I think it's good that it's there no but i think it's good it's there you know i mean it's uh yeah it's and it's obviously an important uh part of the conversation so
0: i mean it's pretty hard to argue that this is better than some of the 97 you know 96 97 93 shows you and that we left on the table and didn't include yep. um, here.
1: All right. So, to recap the two matchups that we covered uh, tonight uh, the five seed, Carbondale, Illinois, 12 1 2000, taking on the 12 seed, 10 20 98 from Colorado Springs. Uh, and then the four seed, 5 7 Louisville, Kentucky, taking on the 13. Valdosta, Georgia, four eight 89 and so the winners of each of these two matchups will uh, face off, I guess, next week sometime. So, um, anything, anything else you want to say about these before we, uh, before we move on?
0: Well, remember to uh, everybody needs to to vote
1: on the uh, voice Facebook be heard. what think else your voice you, be heard. what else are you doing right You're sitting, like, sitting vote
0: around. early vote often everybody <laughs> um, either on the Facebook or the Twitter um, no I think for our uh, segment that we should play we should play something from 5797 um, I think of the four shows this was the one that even I was the most laudatory of so but, but I'll I like feel like we've you. already
1: we've already done so much from then that would be my feel like we should play something from a show that we would not otherwise play something from. Have we played a lot from 5.7.97? I think so. Oh, no. Well, then play some. Play whatever you want then, Harvey. That's what it always ends up being. <laughs> um, well, we did what? We did Maggot Brain last episode, so we can't do that. Just um, play
0: a version of can't get high.
1: Because <laughs> it's, it's
0: clearly the glue that that is holds all these shows uh, together. No no
1: um how about how about we do the uh, the start of the second set of 4889 sure let's do that jam LA A of D B of D so go to Twitter go to Facebook vote and uh we'll be back uh in a few days hopefully so